The New York State Office of Addiction Services and Supports, or OASS, provides this podcast as a public service. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the agency or state. This is Addiction, the Next Step. Hey, this is Jerry Gretzky, your host of Addiction, the Next Step, brought to you by the New York State Office of Addiction Services and Supports. Thanks for joining us for this uh, episode here. And today, I am happy to introduce Bill Bowman, who's the Executive Director of Pivot. Bill, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. And uh, so I'm going to ask you first, what is Pivot? Where is it? Tell me about it. Sure. We're a mid-sized community-based organization in Watertown, uh, New York, serving Jefferson County. We, our primary mission is working uh, toward an addiction-free community through prevention. So prevention services are our primary service. We do have a large recovery center. We have an employee assistance program. We have a variety of uh, grants that support community coalitions and some other services as well. All right, so you talk about Watertown. Talk to me about the, uh, the prevention picture in Watertown. Like, so what are the services that you go out and you provide to the community? So our largest range of services, as I said, was prevention, and the, most of them are involve school and community-based services. So we have 24 prevention educators. We are embedded in eight of the 11 school districts, providing mainly two things. One is prevention counseling, providing skill-based education for students, and also we have curriculum prevention curriculum that we provide as well. We also provide a number of, of supports and faculty supports as well. That's the primary prevention services that we provide. But we also have a vibrant community coalition that works on prevention across the entire community with the aim of trying to reduce the prevalence of drug use overall. Okay. You know, so when we talk about prevention, I think a lot of times uh, people just look at it as, okay, you're just telling people to not do it, not do it, not do it. But there's, there's, a, there's a right way and a wrong way to really execute a prevention message, right? That's exactly correct. So when you go out there, let's let's start with like a school-based. You know, what's what sort of messages are you giving? What's the training that you give to help promote the prevention message? So we provide prevention in three of the school districts across the entire grade range, from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. So in the smaller grades, we're working with self-regulation. We're working with some building skills. It's not specifically drug education per se. That drug education and further skill building will happen later on in the elementary grades. But it's also in terms of building resilience. It's in terms of uh, building better citizens. It's in terms of being able to regulate your emotions, things along those lines as well. So and it's interesting you talk about that, that range of, of ages there. And, uh, you know, I know sometimes we have talked about, you know, with, with people who listen to the podcast or people even that we see through work, uh, you know, they say, well, when's, when's the right age to start, you know, working with young people about prevention for substance use? You know, it, 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 they can be too young. They can be too young. And, you know, it really, not necessarily, but I think like you're saying, it, it's what the messages you're sharing and when. Well, and if you think about it, parents are the primary and the first prevention vehicle for children. Right, as parents, we teach our children not to cross the, the road, you know, without being accompanied. We teach our children other health prevention, such as dental care, things along those lines. So it really begins there, but it continues all through the lifespan as well. And at Pivot, one of the programs that we provide now is a program called Wise, which is a wellness initiative for senior education. So we include the entire lifespan in the whole process. So to, that's interesting, too. You talk about uh, the WISE program. So when, when you're talking to, to seniors then, what, how, what, what is that prevention message like? So 
some of it is similar, but it's also medication management, being aware how medicines interact and how they change as you age, in terms of making better lifestyle choices, also in terms of how drugs of abuse, such as alcohol, affect you differently as you age. You know, it's also health literacy, being teaching and helping seniors talk in a more literate way with their doctors so that they have better health information and better understanding of the medications that they take. And, you know, too, when we talk about the, the, that, you know, the different age groups, uh, it is interesting sometimes to see some of the age groups that are most affected by substance use. And it's not always what, what people anticipate. I mean, from what you've seen, what, what are the age ranges that you feel that are, I don't know, most, I don't know, underrepresented or, or the, the most, the least expected when people are thinking about those who are, who are dealing with substance use? Well, well, I think that drugs affect people in a number of ways. So you look at people who primarily use, and so you look at uh, teens and even preteens who the imp- impact of drugs on their brain is much more substantial than it is on people who are more mature. So, and I think a lot of times people don't think of uh, the earlier grades as being as much at risk as they do later on in middle school and high school. But really, today we find that the risk is all across the lifespan. Really? Yeah. Um, and I, we talk about the different messaging for different you know, age groups and such, and you, you mentioned teenagers and, and high schoolers and such, and I know if we've got parents out there listening, that's always the, the, the question, right? How do, you, how do you communicate a prevention message to teenagers who, who you know, let's face it, always want to say they know, they know better, they certainly know better than mom and dad. How do you approach that? What do you recommend when you go into settings where you're helping people message that? Well, we do have an evidence-based program called the Triple P Positive Parenting Prevention Program, which is very, very effective. And it helps parents uh, understand ways to communicate because that's critically important. Because if you are talking to your teen and it becomes defensive and the conversation is adversarial, you're not going to connect. So having effective communication and for parents, it's important that they listen to their teen. They don't just bark orders and, and have that traditional parent-child relationship where I'm the boss, you do what I say, because that's not going to work. And uh, that, that's great that you said that, because I, I know I've said and I've heard people say that communication isn't just talking, it's, it's listening. And listening is a critical skill that, that also we need to keep in mind. And the other piece with parents is they need to be good role models. If a parent expects their child not to use alcohol or other drugs, and they are using, mm-hmm. especially in, in a abusive manner, it probably sends the wrong message. Yeah. Um, you know, I think all of this, this is, you know, we're able to share as much as we can in a podcast, but I, I imagine if people are looking for tips and suggestions or how to access, you know, the services you provide and the trainings, uh, where, where do you recommend they go? I mean, how often are you out there in the community doing this stuff? Well, they can uh, go to visit our website always, which has all of our services, and that's www.pivot2health.com. And our phone number, 315-788-4660. All right. And, hey, so uh, last question I'll ask you. So I know sometimes people ask for, you know, success stories. You know, what have, what have these trainings and such uh, kind of delivered to you where you're like, you know what, that we, we've reached somebody, we've made a difference. Sh- share something with, with us about, you know, your experience with that. Well, on, on the macro level, I'll just say this. We've been around since 1958. We have a longstanding history in the community. We've helped a a lot of people, thousands of people over the years. And the biggest compliment that I can say that we received was from the superintendent of our local BOCES who said to me that Pivot is the gold star for community-based organizations when providing services in schools. 
And that just is telling of the thousands of people that we've helped over the years. Yeah, I mean, and obviously for that critical age group, uh, I'm sure that was a great, great comment to receive. You couldn't, you couldn't beat it. Yeah. Bill, I want to thank you so much for sitting down with us and talking about Pivot today. And uh, gl- thank you for sharing the website. We'll make sure we get that out there as well. And uh, we'll have to have you back on to talk sometime as you uh, get into some more trainings and such and, and, and new endeavors for prevention. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you. And hey, uh, thank you out there for listening to Addiction, The Next Step. I'm Jerry Gretzinger. We come to you from the New York State Office of Addiction Services and Supports. We'll see you again for the next podcast. Take care.